Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation, and if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at Ether Channel operation. We'll be discussing link aggregation, Ether Channel, advantages of Ether Channel, implementation restrictions, auto negotiation protocols, PAGP operation, PAGP mode settings, and finally, we're going to look at LACP operations. This episode is part of my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. There are situations, there are places out there where you're going to need more bandwidth. You're going to need redundancy to make sure that your network doesn't go down. And how we can do this is something we call link aggregation. Link aggregation provides us the redundancy, but the problem with having these multiple links, these redundant links, is our spanning tree protocol, they're gonna block those links. Remember how spanning tree stops those loops on a layer two connection? Well, when we start looking at this, we're gonna have these multiple links, multiple connections, multiple paths, they're gonna be blocked by spanning tree protocol, especially when we start using more than one physical port, one physical connection. And so what we need, we need these redundant links not to be blocked by our spanning tree protocol. This is something called ether channel. What ether channel does is it takes a number of physical ports. Those ports you can see on the front of your switch. We plug some cables into that and then we logically group them together in one logical connection. Because they're one logical connection, STP sees it as one connection and doesn't block all those multiple connections together. Now, when we get these, all these multiple channels together, this gives us fault tolerance because if one of those connections goes down, the other ones will still be up. It load sharing, it, it, it goes between them. Um, it, it balances out the load between all of those connections. Hopefully you won't have any bottlenecks then. We have increased bandwidth because if you have four one gig connections, that gives you a four gig logical connection. You can get more bandwidth through there. And then we have that redundancy again, where if one goes down, the other three will still be there. And once again, we do that by combining our physical links. Ether channel was a technology that was developed by Cisco. It enables the switch to have multiple layer two connections look like one logical connection. It's, it's a virtual interface when they do it, and it's called a port channel. So when we combine all those physical connections together, we create something that's called a port channel. We bundle them together, and if you look at the diagram here, we have a switch in the center here on the bottom, and then in the upper right, upper left, we have some, some other switches, but we have two connections going between them. And a lot of times when you see these multiple connections going through here, you're going to see a circle covering it. This is a purple circle here. That's showing that these two physical connections between this is forming one logical connection. That logical connection then, STP doesn't see a loop there, it just sees one logical connection, so it does not block that port. There are several advantages to ether channel. One of the first ones is you configure that ether channel 
in one place. It looks, you do all the configuration on that and then it applies to all those physical ports. So if you make one change on that ether channel, it applies it to all of those ethernet ports, those physical ports. You have to have the existing switch ports. So it uses the existing switch ports. Now it's, it's an advantage because you have to have them. It's also a disadvantage because if you don't have them, if your switch is full, you can't create that ether channel. It does load balancing between those connections. It'll even it out. It'll put, if you have two physical ports in your ether channel, it'll load balance between them. Talked about the aggregation. It's seen as one logical link. So SP or STP spanning tree protocol won't block that. And then you have those multiple links again, those multiple physical links in that one logical link. If one of those physical links goes down, your ether channel will still stay up. That connection will still stay up and running. So you have that redundancy there. There are some restrictions here for ether channel. You can't mix the types of interfaces. Now, what do I mean by that? You can't mix a fast ethernet connection with a gig connection. You can't combine those together. They have to either be all fast ethernet, all gigabit, all 10 gig connections. If they're all the same types, all the same speed, think about, then you can uh, combine those into one logical ether channel. You can take up to eight physical ports in a physical channel, or sorry, in an ether channel. Eight physical ports to make one ether channel. You can't do nine. So the maximum you can have is eight in there. Each switch supports up to six ether channels. So that's each switch, each Cisco switch 2960 can only support up to six ether channels. But if you have six ether channels with four physical ports, six times four is 24, that's 24 ports. So if you have 48 ports, that's half of your switch right there to ether channels. If you like this episode on ether channel operation and you get value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, subscribe to my channel, leave a comment. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Those physical member ports, they have to be consistent. Now, what do we mean by consistent? If one side of the connection is a trunk, the other side needs to be configured as a trunk. If one side has native VLAN configured, uh, native or VLAN one, native VLAN one must be configured as the native VLAN on the far side. If those two native VLANs don't match, that ether channel, that logical ether channel will not form. The logical port, interface that's what we're going to do the configuration on you apply those configurations and then it works to all of the physical ports themselves there are a couple auto negotiation protocols that we could use to set these up for us we could automatically have these ports these ether channels these logical ether channels auto negotiated now there's two two of them there one is the port aggregation protocol and the other one is the link aggregation control protocol. They're very similar, very, very similar. And they use a dynamic negotiation process. We'll talk about each one of these here in a second. 
Now, you could go and set up what we call as a static or an unconditional ether channel without using any of these negotiation processes. You could just go in there and hard code it and say, okay, I want you to be this and that's what you're gonna be. No negotiation happens. Okay, first negotiation protocol, auto negotiation protocol is pronounced peg P. I just, I have a problem saying that peg P it's written as capital P, capital A, lowercase g, capital P. This is a Cisco proprietary protocol. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's Cisco proprietary. If you are a Cisco shop, it's a great thing because it'll work on all Cisco devices and negotiate those connections. And when Cisco makes a Cisco proprietary protocol, they make sure it works. They give you all the bells and whistles in it. It's it's a good thing when you're in all Cisco shop. But as soon as you have non-Cisco stuff, then that's where the, the Cisco proprietary protocols do break down. Now, AGP, it aids in the automatic creation of these ethernet channels. You have to do a little configuration. We'll talk about that here on the next slide. But once you have that configured, they will go through and configure that ether channel for you. We do this through a communication between these ports and these switches where we send packets back and forth. And the, they go through negotiation processes. These, these packets are sent every 30 seconds. They, can, they, they make sure that your configuration is consistent, that it's correct. It, manages the links it, it, it can even go through additions and failures so this auto negotiation but it's mandatory here for peg p here that all the ports have the same speed meaning 100 megs gig 10 gigs that it's the same duplex full duplex half duplex and the same vlan information a native vlan vlan's allowed so you got to make sure that's all configured correctly but then PAG P will take over for you. When we look at PAG P, there's three modes. There's the on, PAG P desirable, PAG P auto. On, just like flipping the switch, it says, okay, you are now PAG P ether channel. You're on, no negotiation happens. Then we have the PAG P desirable, PAG P automatic. PAG P desirable is what we call active negotiation. It is there and it's trying to negotiate. It, it's a mover, it's a shaker. Hey, hey, how are you doing? I wanna make a connection with you. Let's do this. Peg P auto is what we call a passive negotiation. They're just gonna sit there, they're gonna wait. They're not gonna actively find somebody to negotiate with. They're just gonna sit there. But if somebody initiates that negotiation with them, then they will complete that negotiation process. So PAG P desirable is out there. It's it's the go-getter. It's, hey, I wanna make a connection. How about you? Do you? Let's make that connection. PAG P auto is a person just sitting back there saying, okay, if somebody wants to negotiate with me, they have to start the process, but I will do that. So our three modes, once again, we're on PAG P desirable and PAG P auto. Now, these modes have to be compatible with each other. Well, what do I mean by that? If we have on, on one side of our connection and we try to negotiate with that, no negotiation is gonna happen because that on, no negotiation happens when you are in a mode of on. It's just, it's there and it's on. If 
it's a peg p auto on one side peg p auto on the other side the negotiation never happens because both sides are just sitting back there saying okay if somebody wants to start the negotiation process with me, I'll negotiate, but I'm not going to start it myself. So both sides are sitting back there like that, and it just doesn't happen. Of course, if you do use the no, no command with the ether channel, then it, the ether channel is disabled at that point. Here's a chart. We have two switches here, switch one, switch two. There's two physical connections with them. We have an ether channel set up right here. That's signified by the circle in the middle, circling, logically grouping those together. And then we got switch one and switch two. Now, if the peg P on, on switch one is set to on, and then it's switched to um, on on switch two, so both sides are set to on, yes, the ether channel will establish because both of them are on, say, okay, you're an ether channel, and that's it. Now, if, if switch one, is set to on and the other side is set to one negotiation either desirable auto nothing will happen because that one side that side that's on once again is no negotiations happening so the switch two needs something somebody to negotiate switch one is not negotiating so no ether channel is going to happen if they're both set to desirable desirable once again is hey i want to make a connection with you and if both sides are like that yeah it's going to establish that connection if one side is the desirable and one side's the auto, one side is, hey, I want to make the connection with you. And the other side's like, hey, I'll make the connection if somebody initiates it. Well, the other side's initiating it. So a desirable and auto, yeah, that's going to make it. And of course, if you flip that around, if it's auto and desirable, you flip that from side to side, that'll establish it. But if both sides are auto, once again, both sides are sitting there, hey, I'll create a ether channel connection. If somebody initiates that and both sides are like that, nothing's gonna happen. So there's gonna be no ether channel that will be established. The second negotiation protocol is LACP. I've heard some people call it LACP just because the other one's called PAGP. Some people call this LACP. Um, the link aggregation control protocol. Now this is part of IEEE. IEEE came up with this. IEEE is an international standards organization. It's an open standard. And what that means is anybody who wants to use this, they're free to use this. The Cisco proprietary, yeah, anybody can use it, but they're gonna have to charge Cisco a licensing fee. And so a lot of vendors don't use PEGP because it's Cisco proprietary. On the other hand, all the other switches use LACP here, this um, LACP. Something to note though, Cisco is smart. Yes, we do have our own proprietary, but we also wanna make sure that if a company has other switches, we can all play nicely together so they also support the LACP. Now, it's very similar to the PAGP with the creation of those ether channels, we take physical ports, we group them into one logical port. And once again, that one logical port, support, that's what STP sees, so it won't block all those other ports. Negotiation is automatic, and we do have the three modes, and we they're almost identical to PEGP. We have on, LACP active, LACP passive. On, once again, is hey, you're an ether channel, no negotiations happening. 
LACP active, the active negotiation is the one that's out there saying, hey, I want to create an uh, ether, ether channel with you. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and do this. And they're actively looking for that. And then we have the LACP passive saying, once again, hey, I'll make a connection with you, but I'm not going to start it. You need to start it. So it's just sitting back, listening and listening. And finally, somebody says, let's make a connection. They're like, okay, there we go. And we basically have the same chart here again for the settings. We got switch one on the left, switch two on the right. If they're on, on, if both sides are on, we'll make that connection. If one side's on and the other side's negotiating, the, the on side is not negotiating. So the negotiation side, nothing will happen. If they're both active, they're both saying, hey, I wanna create a connection with you. I wanna create, yeah, they will make that connection. If one is active, one is passive, we're gonna make that connection. If we switch the sides on that, passive and active, that connection will be made. But if both of them are just sitting back saying, okay, if somebody starts it, I'll make that connection. Both sides are saying that there's going to be no, no ether channel here that will get established. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on ether channel operation. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All of my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. You can get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.